mean, yep. we really believe that hydrogen produced from renewable energy will provide that true green solution to decarbonising these really hard industry sectors in which we operate in. It's incumbent on all of us, I think, to collaborate, you know, before, yeah. before we compete, if we ever actually ever truly compete. Welcome to the Queensland Energy Club podcast series, Energy Talks. Just one note before we start today, the views and opinions in this podcast belong to the people expressing them and not to the companies or organisations they're a part of. I'm Sally Levis, the Managing Director and Founder of the Queensland Energy Club. I'm delighted to be sharing the booth today with Daniel Kim, CEO of Arc Energy Corporation and podcast host Dan Brown, an energy and infrastructure lawyer and partner with global law firm Ashurst. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Sally. It's great to be here. It is really exciting to hear from Daniel today, talking about Arc Energy's mandate to decarbonise the whole of the Korea Zinc Group. The agenda for Arc Energy is ambitious as it aims to become the safest and most competitive producer of green hydrogen in the world. I'll hand over now to you, Dan, to introduce Daniel and further the conversation about going for green zinc. Thanks very much for that introduction, Sally. Look, I am genuinely excited today to have Daniel Kim here with us. He's the CEO of Arc Energy. Daniel, thanks so much for your time. Welcome. Oh, thanks, Dan. And I guess for me, a place that might be good to start is that word on the street is that as a young boy, you had a pretty interesting um, subscription, uh, magazine subscription. Yes, yeah. It's a, slightly embarrassing, but true. The subscription that, that I did look forward to most as a young child actually was Trucking Live. Trucking Live. <laughs> Trucking Live. <laughs> yes, no, I, as a, uh, as a second, um, second boy in the family, and I, I suppose with my older brother, I was a little Terry Tagalong, and he had a mate whose dad you know, used to be a truck driver for the Forex Brewery. Yep. Right? So wow. we all idolised this guy. And yes, of course, <laughs> Trucking Life every month was, was a huge highlight and much to the behest of my parents, I used to plaster <laughs> the posters of the Rig of the Month all over my bedroom walls and, you know, of course they wanted me to be a doctor and all these sorts of things. But, um, yeah, look, we used to joke about, you know, owning a Kenny one day, you know, yeah. the Kenworths and, yeah. and whatever. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Of course, I chose a different career path. It's interesting, um, it has gone full circle because, you know, just last week in my role as CEO of Arc Energy issued a purchase order for what will be the largest hydrogen fuel cell trucks in the world. Um, so, yeah, no, pretty exciting stuff and amazing how the world turns, Dan. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, I can't wait to see Hyzon as the rig of the month um, <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the next edition of Trucking Life. I guess if we pull back to 100,000 feet, um, personally, but I think this view is shared by a lot of people in the renewables and decarbonisation space, you've got one of the most exciting roles in in the market, helping to steer the Arc Energy ship. But I guess for the for our lead, uh, for our benefit of our listeners, what's what's Arc Energy's mandate? At its very core, what's its mandate? You know, thanks, Danny. I mean, it is it is pretty exciting. I mean, when when I got tapped on the shoulder um, uh, by the CEO of Careers Inc., I mean, it com- came completely left field. But yeah. I mean, I laughed in his face I think, um, <laughs> for about a minute or two, which of course wasn't the most uh, respectful thing uh, in Korean culture. But um, yeah, look, it was it was really not a hard decision at all to make. I suppose after 18 years of consulting at KPMG and then five representing Queensland government up in Korea as the trade investment commissioner and sort of always being more in a sort of advisory capacity right yeah. it's it's great to join a massive corporate like careers inc which which makes stuff you know um yeah no it's and and the a, a agenda for 
for ARC is it's ambitious, right? So, yeah, no, our, our mandate is to decarbonize the careers in group. I mean, that was always the intention. Um, but, uh, you know, the logical place to start was the subsidiaries in Australia, the Sun yep. Metals Zinc Refinery and the logistics businesses up in North Queensland. Um, but what's really interesting um, uh, for you and for the listeners is that uh, just last week, our, our parent company, Careers Inc., they formally joined RE100. Wow. Yeah. So uh, there's now commitment uh, oh, to amazing. power the global operations yeah. Yeah, by renewables by 2050. So, oh, that's, so that's now hardwired yeah. into, um, into ARC's mandate. So it's real. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's a big, bold, a very brave step for the group. And yeah. it's something which I think we'll all look back you know, in the years to come as a really defining moment in the, in, in the corporate's history. Yeah. And look, this, I feel like the answer to this question is probably self-evident, for, definitely for you and for, for many of our listeners. But why did they make that commitment and why now? Because I, when I look at the landscape around net zero, COP26, the promises that have been made around 2050, um, some are really running at, at this very, very hard. Others are just holding back, waiting and seeing. Um, others probably have a bit of paralysis because they're not quite sure what to do. But what's really propelled Korea Zinc to make this decision now? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, Dan. I mean, of course, the world is moving to, to net zero. And I mean, every day a new country signs up. But but yeah, I mean, clearly corporates are moving faster, Yeah, right? Much faster than I think initially expected. And I mean, the scale and the speed of this energy transition, I think, is exceeding all of our you know initial expectations. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the it's interesting. The Sun Metals zinc refinery in Townsville, um, they actually joined RE100 in November last year, yep. so 2020. Yep. They were the first major refinery to do so. So Amazing. you know, that was a big, big call. Um, yes. But uh, even Sun Metals, I mean, they've been on this journey for many, many years. Yes. Um, so you, you, you know, as you're aware, back in 2017, you know, they started the development of the 124 megawatt solar farm, yeah. uh, co-located with the Sun Metals refinery, which was which, like groundbreaking. Like. Yeah, I mean, at the time, it was the largest integ- integrated industrial use you know, solar farm in the country, yeah. um, and um, you know, so so I think you know, for, for many years, the group's been been on this path uh, to sustainability. But look, as as the largest producer of zinc, silver, lead in the world. You know, there's, there's, you know, we feel a responsibility, yeah. right, to take a corporate leadership role here yeah. in tackling and limiting global warming. Yeah. So it's, it is the right thing to do, but it's actually the smart thing to do. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it it aligns us more closely with our customers. Yeah. Coming back to the Queensland Energy Club and um, and and the role that they're playing at the moment. What's your take on on their role and how they could support the energy sector here in Queensland? I'm actually really glad you asked me because um, I, I think Sally and the team at Curie C are just doing a fantastic job. Um, I've I've attended the last three lunches yeah. and I mean it's been fantastic to see the the audience, just the numbers grow with yeah. each lunch, you know. Um, but um, but I think the quality of the audience is is also really impressive, right? So you know a lot of CEOs, a lot of sort of key decision makers, you know, key influencers in the sector, and so I think it's it's actually proving uh, to be a really um, you know a, a really incredible platform, um, and I suppose you know in this covid constrained world right and, yeah. and we all think think of our family and friends and colleagues in the southern states who are just really doing it tough but but it's one of those things to be able to come together at, at that at the at the lunch and and be able to build new relationships yeah. strengthen old ones yeah um you know actively facilitating this this very important conversation um um and you know learn heaps along the way i mean it's such it's it's proving to be a really valuable forum yeah yeah i i um, couldn't agree more 
You've been listening to Energy Talks by Queensland Energy Club. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, you'll be thrilled to know that the full-length interview will be available to podcast subscribers of the Queensland Energy Club. To become a podcast subscriber is simple. Just go to the podcast page at queenslandenergyclub.com.au and sign up to become a podcast subscriber. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.